This podcast is brought to you by Touch a Life. Welcome to the Women and Money Empowerment Show. My name is Yulin Lee, and I am your host. In these episodes, you will hear my heart-to-heart conversations with women from all walks of life, sharing their wisdom and their journey to success. I hope through these stories, you will find inspirations and affirmation that ordinary people like you and me, we can achieve extraordinary results and live an extraordinary life. Now, let's dive into today's show. Welcome, welcome, Shannon. Thank you so much for coming on to Women, Money, and Empowerment Show. I am so honored to have you here to for us to have this conversation today. Um, but before we get into our juicy conversation on the topic of how to be the change we want to see, I would love for you to maybe give a brief introduction to our audiences of who is Shannon Crotty. Thank you so much, Yulin. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, as you mentioned, I'm Shannon Crotty. I'm in West Central Wisconsin. I'm a wife and a mom. I'm a visionary and the founder and CEO of Polkadot Powerhouse, a global women's connection company. I am the founder of The Deep End Planner and the author of the number one bestseller, No One Is Peeing in the Deep End, a survival, survival guide for launching a dream. I'm a golfer, golfing a- athlete. I'm a rower and I love passion and travel and all things connection. Awesome. Awesome. Wow. So first of all, I really want to thank you personally for having done everything that you have done so far to create this wonderful community called Polkadot Powerhouse which I am also personally a part of. And I, I want to thank you because of all the you know connections I have made in the last few years, as well as the kind of growth I've had, you know, personally. And and that's why I love this community so much because it's not it's about connection, but it's also about giving everyone the space to grow in whatever direction they need to go, they want to grow. And so thank you again for for having done that. So now let's talk about how to be the change you want to see. So you, from what I've heard, your story was that years ago, you moved to a new city, uh, starting a new life where you felt kind of isolated. You didn't know that many people. And uh, maybe, maybe there was a sense of loss in life. And I think all of those things many of us can connect to, can can relate to. Um, but I think also what makes a difference in people who live a successful life versus someone who may be always wishing things were different is that the successful people take actions. And obviously that's something you have done incredibly well. And so I would love for you to share your mental journey of what would it what was it like and what did it take for you to go from you know being a strange place trying to find your groundings trying to find your you know your community your tribe to now having built this global company of you know women connections of almost 3000 members what was that journey like it was messy it was mm-hmm. it was it was so messy and ugly and full of hurt and pain And what I realized, you know, when I look back on that part, you know, it's, everybody hates to hear this, but whatever you're going through will make sense. Looking back, you'll see why you needed those muscles or why you needed to go through what you went through. For me, I had never been good at connections. 
I had never, you know, based on my upbringing and, and that's kind of a longer story, but I had never been great at connections. And it was, you know, but I lived in the same hometown my whole life. So it wasn't as obvious of a problem because, it, you know, you have built-in friends just from being in a certain area for 25 years. When I got plunked into this new area, when I came up and I got engaged to my husband and we got in this new area, and it was not only a geographical change, like a climate change from Oklahoma to Wisconsin, but it really shined the light on the fact that I did I had no idea how to connect with people and I didn't know what to do. And the, the struggle was real, like I realized I did not know how to make friends as an adult. And, and even now though, I realized maybe I never really actually knew how to make friends. And the light was shown there and, you know, eventually I, I kind of swirled in that until I learned what I needed to learn. At the time, I didn't realize I, need, I had learned anything. It just felt like a mess. But moving forward, I needed to know what connection felt like and what disconnection felt like. I didn't know it at the time, but I needed it to lead, you know, in the future to lead this company. So absolutely the muscles were being grown in me, the compassion, the empathy were being grown in me for these two sides of what connection looked like and what it didn't look like. So I could understand that process. Um, and it was, we talked about this before, Yulin, I know you and I have, the distance of headlights is 300 feet. It was 300 feet, sometimes less than that at a time, just trusting to make the next move and trusting to make the next move and knowing, being frustrated as a woman that wants to see the whole map. I want to see A to Z and I want to see how it's going to go and I want to predict that and all that and it never works like that. Learning to trust 300 feet at a time is really what made the big difference for me. So. I'm, I'm imagining like someone who go through, you know, what you went through, relocating to a new place. Um, one possible scenario could be like, end up complaining to your husband and say, let's just move back to where I came from, you know, to a place where I'm familiar with. Did I ever cross your mind or, or was that even an option or was that part of your psyche in that messiness? Or did you just know there's no way back? I certainly, there were times I certainly wanted to cut and run, but I'm also stubborn and like, I don't want to admit defeat also. Mm. And that stubbornness, I didn't feel it at the time, but it actually served me because it kind of forced me to push through discomfort, whether it's for good or not for good, feels the same. Mm -hmm. And to get comfortable being uncomfortable was not something I was familiar with. Right. And it... And that stubbornness and, and, and I'm not going to give up forced me to continue to push through that fire of discomfort. Mm -hmm. So now looking back, we can say you have really, you know, succeeded in be the change that you wanted to see. You wanted, you know, more connections and, and that's what you've created. But at the time, I'm guessing in your, you know, conscious mind, you probably didn't say to yourself, I'm going to be the change that I want to see. Right. Or, or, or did you actually have that, that, that conscious thought? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I was sent the name of the company from my sister, Tina, mm -hmm. um, from heaven. And much of the company is about, is, is formulated and our alignment is through that relationship I had with my sister and that ability to breathe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But again, like I mentioned, when we started, I was still a horrible connector who owned a connection company and hoping nobody would find out. What if they find out that I don't know what mm -hmm. I'm doing? And I'm I'm like the poster child for the opposite team that doesn't know how to connect. Mm -hmm. This this sisterhood, this company is what I needed as a person as well. But mm -hmm. in the beginning, I was so scared that I was going to be found out. 
Mm -hmm. It was absolutely not, it, my, my thought process was absolutely not, I'm going to be the change I wish to seek. It was like, oh my gosh, I hope nobody finds out. Right, right. Yeah, and, and I think that is so real, right? I think that's how most of us go through our lives um, you know, that constant self-talk, right? Is, is we, most of us don't think like, I'm going to be the change, you know, in the world. I'm going to, you know, you know, this, this grandiose statement. Most of us, we live our day-to-day -day life just trying to get by. And, and I think one of the tips in your book, it was, it was so good is just be you and then be, a, a, be, you know, you a little bit more. That is so powerful, a reminder, because really at the end of the day what will make a difference in the long run is the small little steps that we take one you know one day at a time one step at a time so i think that is such a great reminder for for people and so i i know you you also mentioned the, the book uh that you launched the last year and i have a copy here as well um no one is peeing in the deep end i love the the, the title it's it is so good so humorous as well um and it's full of you know tips and and you know wisdoms from from your your own experience can you talk about one of the other one that you talked about is control your focus and distraction um, how did that work out for you because again i as someone who is also an entrepreneur and uh, this is a big thing for big challenge for myself because i am someone who has a lot of interest and i am actually great at connection but but then it's good but then it also served me not so good in the other way because then i get distracted a lot because i'm connecting with a lot of people and i'm connecting with a lot of things can you share some light on that to help people uh, kind of balance i guess is is really what we need to achieve, try to achieve here is is the focus and and less distraction absolutely and and I personally think balance is unattainable. Like it's just not gonna happen. And I think that, I think we're so used to using the term, so no disrespect and you know, if you believe that that's fine, but I think balance is a term that's set up to help us feel like we failed. Um, back to the distraction, I'll get back to that, but back to the distraction and focus. For me at least, I've discovered over time, just like everything is either love or fear, everything is either distraction or focus. It, it, it falls into one of those two cups. And there's times that we need the distraction like there's times you need to be on a boat with a cocktail not paying attention to anything we need intentional distractions but it's the unintentional distractions the way that we are pulled the way that we um as nicole lewis keeper always called it the itty bitty shitty committee the ways that we doubt ourselves the ways that we put ourselves in situations or um, we commit to too many things we start too many things that actually pull us from our zone of genius and what we're here to do and mm -hmm. part of a level of commitment toward a passion, toward a dream you have launching, is the courage to say no, mm. is the courage to put down boundaries and standards. Because here's the thing, you know, for, for a lot of women, especially, well, they're like, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I want to do the right thing. I want to be a good person. So they won't say no to things, right? Because we've kind of been built into, especially women, like you need to be nice and you need to do all these things. Believe me, I was, I was born in the Bible Belt, so I know how this is. But here's the thing, you're either disappointing people now or you're disappointing people later because all of those people who are meant to be impacted you by you and your vision are going to suffer if you don't have the courage to just to help eliminate or minimize your distractions mm -hmm. part of those distractions again in my opinion um i'll do respect to people who believe in this but i don't believe in balance because does that ever happen for anybody 
things happen for me in chunks. There's there's time for it. I mean, I always love my family. I always make time for them every day, but there's there's parts of time where I'm with my family a lot and I'm it's very concentrated. There's chunks of time where I'm you know really focused on my vision and there's chunks of time where I'm fo focused on myself. There really is no balance. The more I try to attain that, the more I feel just horrible about myself and about my process. For me, just for me, that that word, that word is a distraction. For mm. other people, it might be what drives them. But mm. for me, so it's it's about finding for you. You know what drives you crazy. You know what pulls your attention. You know what's got you in trouble in the past. And it's a matter of starting to be self-aware enough to see those things and to have the courage to say, look, for good or bad or whatever, this is who I am and this is how I function as an individual human being. And knowing that here are the decisions, boundary standards that I'm gonna put in place because I care enough about myself and my dreams and the people I'm meant to impact here to do so. Thank you. And and so I, I, it's interesting. I, I think at the end, it's not about being complete balance. It's actually, to me, the life is about in a balancing act. Um, because so yeah so so thank you for actually correcting me that you know in the in the in the wording because like you say I totally agree if we try to achieve that in a complete balanced state we'll never get there but I think it's important to remember in life that we have all these different areas in life that what we are doing is really a balancing act sometimes I'm going to take care of my my family sometimes I'm going to take care of myself sometimes I'm going to take care of um you know, my business or, you know, whatever else that's in our lives. What you just said earlier, I think it is so crucial is, is to have the courage to say no. And this is something that I, you know, I see a lot of struggle with women. And again, you know, because I'm a money empowerment coach, I'm dealing with money and finance all the time. And, and that's why this topic is also so relevant too, is that I see so many people wish that they're in a different financial position. I wish I had more money or I wish I could retire. I wish I can go travel, blah, 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 but I don't have money, you know, whatever their wishes is. But yet at the end of the day though, they're not able to make the change uh, to actually create different results for themselves. And so I think what, you know, there's a lot of reasons why, you know, people getting stuck. But I think one of the things that you just said is, is to be able to have the courage to say no. What are some of the behaviors that I have that I need to say no to? And what are some of the other things that are important to me? And that's something I always say, it's, it's not about not spending, it's about conscious spending, mindful spending. So it's not about depriving yourself and like holding your money like this, but it's really about kind of like you said, the 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 miscellaneous distractions you know it's it's the unintentional distraction and the unintentional spending so i think it's you know very much that that same philosophy could be applied to you know money and and wealth as well so thank you for 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 sharing that um another thing uh, what another tip from your book it only takes one can you elaborate on that one yes so it when we started polka dot to, to kind of give you the shorter version we, I owned a women's magazine and we launched Polkadot under that women's magazine. Um, we had like 40,000 readers based on industry standards and there was over 100 people saying they were going to join. And when we launched on launch day, one person joined. And even for two months later, there was only one paid member. And 
the staff and other people were trying to get me to call it. Like, you know, this was a bad idea. It's making the whole business look bad. We don't know what to do. And I said, I know you're right, but there's something in my gut telling me we're not supposed to quit. And, and I just, I dug my feet in, right? So I think there are certainly times that, that a business or launching a dream has this dramatic, wonderful kickoff that we all envision, all visions are gonna have. But more often, it looks like a crash and burn, right? More often, I think the more stories I hear, the more I know that more often it looks like a crash and burn. And it takes determination and persistence and not wavering from that, right? To know that I still have to push through and I have to know that this is the case for most businesses, most uh, visionary things, like it doesn't always start wonderfully. And I always say, you know, that first person who, if we had not had that first person join Polkadot and stay, be the only person, I certainly would have called it. I had no one that I owed anything to, but I was married, I'm married to a money guy, right? And, and he didn't want to give a refund. So I'm like, okay, we owe it to her to keep going. That one person, and she didn't know, by the way, she was the only one. She had done it because she was a friend of mine to support me, but she actually never logged back in until she renewed years later. She had no idea. How often are we impacting people in a way and we have no idea of the magnitude of a simple conversation or the simple commitment to something new and how it completely can transform something. Mm -hmm. And she didn't know for years. And I remember when we were in an event, when she found out that had happened and she came up and I had a gift for her and she whispered in my ear, I had no idea. And I whispered back, sometimes it just takes one. Yeah. So we have, you know, and sometimes the person is the one person is the person with the dream. Mm -hmm. Sometimes nobody else understands it. Nobody sees it the way you see it. There's a reason it was given to you. Is there, there was a reason that you were that you have this dream that will not leave you alone. Like you're like, go away. No, no, it just keeps coming back. And also on the on the flip side of the coin, we always have that opportunity to be that one person for someone. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And that is so beautiful that, that that it goes both ways, right? Like when you look at your own business, you know what what keeps us going. You know, especially when it when it gets really hard, is just to know to trust that. I just need to get one more client. Who is that next client? Who is that next thing that I need to get to versus this big lofty ideas and we look at it and we just get so intimidated is to really just focus on who is that one next person that I or next, you know, business. But then on the other side is how can I be that one for someone else? Right. And, and that is so beautiful. Yeah. What you send out comes back to you. And sometimes it can mean, you know, sometimes it, I didn't really realize this until I looked back. Sometimes it can mean that you need more clarity. Sometimes it means that you need to clean up your verbiage about it. It can mean, you know, different lessons need to take place. Uh, but but you only need one person holding that torch yeah. to continue to distribute that light, for sure. Yeah, yeah, well, thank you. And then your book is full of tips. Uh, one more I'm gonna have you share in a little bit more detail, and that is realize that you can't do it alone. Yeah. So. As someone who is stubborn, how do you deal with that? Because sometimes I find like, you know, personal people who are stubborn, sometimes I am too. My husband said I'm stubborn too, that I, I feel like I don't need help. I can do this myself. And, and that is one area where I probably not doing the best. So I would love for you to share that one. So here's the thing. Number one, if you've been given a dream and then the dream won't leave you alone and 
if you're like I was and like, look, I'm a bad connector. There's, I have no business opening a connection company or you have, you see traits of other people who've done what you want to do. And you're like, I don't have that. I don't have that skill. I don't have that personality. Oh, this must've been meant for someone else. It wasn't meant for me. Right. Number one, it would not be sent to you unless you were meant to move it forward. It doesn't mean it's going to look like how you thought in the end, but you were given this dream because you were meant to move it and you can trust that whatever skills you'll need, you will encounter people who have them. But we, I think again, a lot of women, not all women, but a lot of women, you know, I'll do this myself. I'll do this myself. We, we try to be all the things that that's another level of distraction, right? That's another level of self-sabotage. The way I know that we're not supposed to do it ourselves is that we're, you know, there's billions of people on this earth. There's a reason we're all here together. And there's a reason that we're all so different. I have a very slanted strength set. I, I'm a visionary. I'm super driven. I'm a bit hard nosed. I am not any of the things that people expected the founder of a connection company to be. I'm not this soft. I mean, I'm a very nice person, but I'm also not a doormat. You know what I mean? I'm not like, oh, let's all kumbaya. Like I'm very driven. I'm very strategic, but you have the capability to intentionally watch for people who have opposite strengths than you do, opposite talents and let them be in their zone of genius, which lets me be in my zone of genius, which in turn eliminates distraction which in turn frees up more space for me to be more of myself. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Because, um, I, I, I do think, you know, speaking from a entrepreneur perspective, I think that is the one thing that a lot of us, um, struggle is, is the, this thought that, oh, it's so simple. I can just do it myself, but not realizing the accumulation of these simple little tasks that I do myself, it become a big distraction from, you know what I what are the more important things for me to do yeah and I often tell people this and you can hear a gasp in the room when I say it because it's just not what we've been taught all of us stink at 97% of the things all mm -hmm. of us mm -hmm. now you may have learned to do things to survive and to get things done but that doesn't mean it's your zone of genius we we typically only have like a 3% zone of genius mm -hmm. and and the more that we try to be all the things and do all the things again the more more distraction that is from our zone of genius and the longer we sit and spin and so if we go into it knowing that the gift of stinking at 97 percent of things is a gift it helps you to define more of who you are mm -hmm. that's a gift that's been handed to you and the more that you see it as a gift the more that you can say you know what not my job to do everything because i'm not good at everything Here's what I'm really, really good at, the small, small percentage of things. It allows you also to let other people into the dream. It allows you to connect with people and to let them be in their zone. It's just, it's an amazing thing when you choose to look at it differently. Not hmm. like you're broken, because you're not. Not like I'm, de I'm defeat, you know, I'm, I'm defective and I'm not the right person for this, but rather that whatever my zone of genius is, is meant to move this forward. And I'm going to have to, and luckily get to work with other people to move it even more forward. Right, right. So this, this is so good. So if I were to summarize it for somebody who want to see change in, in their lives, then based on what you just said, you know, really the first step is figure out what is your 3% of zone of genius yes. and really focus on that. Then start delegating the rest of 97% to other people who are much better at executing those things than, than you. Right. Yeah. And a lot of people say, look, I don't have it in the budget to do that. I don't have it in the budget to delegate. 
then just start small. What's the next piece? Okay. Okay. You have more money in the funds or you, you see someone who wants to volunteer or wants to help you do something. What's the next thing? Like, don't, don't let the excuse of, I don't have money. Just those powerful words are not like so self-defeating. Don't yeah. let this stop this. It's about intention. It's about taking one step at a time and then moving it forward more. And that gains momentum. You know, momentum is so powerful. Once you stop, start handing things off and you realize how more, much more powerful your zone of genius is in that space, you will become addicted and you will start to find people and they'll be, they will magnetically be drawn to you that will help you take those things off your space. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great. I'll have to remember that and um, really focus and do more of that focus on my 3%. Thank you for, for that, for that great reminder. Okay. So for every person on my show, I ask this question, how does money show up for you? Money shows up for me as freedom. Mm -hmm. That's what wealth has always been for me is freedom. And I did not, I come from a very poor family that did not have any understanding of money. I did not leave the house even knowing how to, to balance checkbook. My husband, Brian, is the total opposite. Like he's all about the spreadsheets and the numbers and the money and every single thing gets logged. And you know, when we first got together, there was a lot of crying because we were we were speaking two different languages. Yeah, yeah. He would say we're broke and I would start crying because in my childhood, when you're broke, you didn't know where your food was coming from and if the lights were gonna stay on. And in his terminology being broke was we didn't say save a certain amount of money, right? Mm -hmm. So it took me a while to figure out we were speaking different languages. Mm -hmm. but, but I've learned so much from him over time and money comes to me when I'm open to ways that wealth provides me freedom, when I am open to opportunities and I have the courage to say no, because, you know, I, I'm a visual person, so I like to put things in visual terms because that's how I understand them. If you have like a storage bin, you know, like the kind you keep Christmas ornaments or whatever holiday stuff in and it's full, you can't put anything else in there. Mm -hmm. For me, if I am so full of commitments and so full of everything that I can't do opportunities that number one, bring me wealth. And again, that cycle of staying in zone of genius, in my opinion, brings you more wealth because it brings you more ways to shine in this world and more ways for people to see that. If I'm too full up of other commitments, things I shouldn't be doing, distractions, all of that, there is nowhere for that to go in my container. Mm -hmm. So I have to start prioritizing, putting boundaries and all of that. So that opportunities that bring me wealth, both of joy, wealth of freedom, wealth of being the person I was here to be, all of that has so much momentum. So I constantly have to make space in my container to make sure new opportunities to grow in, in areas of wealth are, are there and, and can fit into my container of my life. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for that analogy. I, I think that's that, that's a that's a really good way of putting it is, you know, when we think about our money, um, you know, what other distractions do we have in there or what other non-essential things that that's in that bucket that's actually taking up all the space and we're not allowing for new things or the things that we truly want to go in there. So thank you. But but I think also what you said earlier about how you realized you and your husband spoke different language, that is such a good awareness because I, I do see that um, so many people, you know, and we, we all know money is one, one of the top reasons for people why they get they get divorced. And part of that is in their marriage, in their life together, they never really come to a point where they come face to face uh, to the understanding that we actually speak different money languages. And until we 
kind of work that out, the problem is just going to keep growing, growing, growing. And so thank you for, for sharing that as well, because that is super, super important. Thank you so much. I, I think there's so much more I can pick from your brain because there's it's full of wisdom. Um, but in the interest of time, as we wrap up, what is next for you? And, and what also are the parting words that you would have for our audience? What's next up for me is I'm so dedicated to our, our, our community polka dot powerhouse and reaching every woman that needs a family, you know, mm-hmm. people that they can breathe around and be themselves. Um, on the flip side, I'm writing a book on messaging and mm. the messages that we send out and, and why we're receiving what we receive. And I'm helping to start a golf company to get more women into wow. more women into golf. Mm-hmm. And and just, you know, again, being more of myself and realizing it, the more things you do in that, again, that momentum grows, you know, bigger and bigger. And I guess what I'd like to leave people with is that what we said before, you're not broken. You know, things are being sent to you on purpose. Mm-hmm and have the courage to, you know, have that self-awareness, know that you're worth it, mm-hmm. know that there's people out there cheering for you, whether you hear it or not, mm-hmm. and that really you can do anything that your mind can create, anything that your heart can create. You, it is achievable mm-hmm. if you just kind of get out of your own way and clear that path of distraction so that you can build on that momentum to reach, you know, where you want to go. Yeah, yeah. Get yourself out of the way and lean into those people who are cheering for you, even if when you don't hear it, that's beautiful. That's such such a beautiful words. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to the Women and Money Empowerment Show. If you ever have doubt for a moment about yourself, your capability, or your worthiness, please remember to keep coming back to these stories and lean in. Draw the wisdom and strength from these incredible women and know that you also have what it takes to live a fulfilling life. Until next time, have a fabulous day. You have just listened to Tall Radio Podcast. For more podcasts, visit www.touchalife.org.